right as we always do hi everybody it's been a long long time but we are back the hexagonals are back with our candid conversations and um, we're on season three and we're going to start off where we first began and we're just just going to be us two miss J, lady J, and lady tindai and we're going to start off by just talking about some very sensitive topics as we did originally so we hope that you're with us we hope that we you know can help you we hope that we can you know give you some kind of healing and you just want to be here for each other as women as you can see jay probably sounds a little bit different i feel like i sound different tinder do you think i sound different yeah you do sound different i, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> good afternoon well good afternoon good evening good morning whatever it is um the time that you're listening to this podcast um yeah we sound different because it's been a while we have it feels kind of strange um Mm. just being on this platform again because we did take a bit of a break and a lot of things have happened in between a lot a lot of things (laughs) sounded like still a black or a lot lot of things (laughs) a lot lot of things so but yeah i hope everybody is well how are you jay well okay you want the good news or the bad news um for me (laughs) Um, okay, um, those of you that have followed us through our journey, you will know that, um, as I keep saying, COVID wasn't really good to me. I moved to the countryside for six months and came back. <laughs> it was mm. that deep, but we can get into that. Um, my daughter, Mela, who's also featured on the podcast, is now 18. So I'm going through that concept of, you know, being a grown 40 odd year old woman with a 18 year old daughter and going through the emotions and strangeness of all of that which is quite it's all very different as we've always said on the podcast every age every experience very 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 different very very Mm -hmm. different so I'm going through all of that um moving towards um you know consolidating my you know relationship with my fiance I'm not going to put all my wedding plans out there for the public you know what's that hold on I can hear the wedding bells in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot going on there. But obviously, out of respect for my fiance, I'm not going to be, you know, talking the whole of my business. But um, yeah, so there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. I've changed schools again. So I'm in a completely different school um, again. A bit similar to where I started out. But yeah, we can get into that. But what about you, um, Miss Tindai? What, what is well, new? Before what is new? to me, I think you've kind of touched on this, that... In this podcast, or well, rather, this season this is season. a new season. And in so many ways. Exactly. And um, you kind of alluded to this in what you were saying when I asked you what's going on with you. And you mentioned that you're in a new school, you, you moved out and then you're back, you know. And so it really feels like um, a time for a, a, re- a refresh or like a new beginning yep so that's kind of the theme that we will have running through this uh this new season which is season three cannot believe that i know going strong for another three seasons well for three seasons um so yeah fresh beginnings and on that note yes it's a new fresh beginning for me because i had a baby (laughs) Jay's back with the sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get one of the machines that the DJs have. We're like, boom, boom. <laughs> Congratulations. Hey. So, um, this is, it's, yeah, it's been a, it's been a journey. It's 
been a journey and in this episode um I'm going to share kind of my story and you know as part of our theme of fresh starts or new beginnings um I think well we thought it would be fitting to begin with with something that's new and very different and very refreshing for me um so yeah let's get into it Ooh, I'm excited. well Jay's gonna ask me the questions and then we'll go from there yeah so um I'm not gonna lie audience I'm rather excited I'm excited I'm nervous I feel so me many nervous. emotions <laughs> because because even though Tinder and I do these podcasts together we are friends outside of the podcast which Mm -hmm. is how the podcast came about so for me I cast my mind back to I think it was what October 2019 our third podcast our first podcast sorry where we talked about you know some quite sensitive issues and you can go back and listen when you have the time um, you know about fertility about the issues of you know people asking you when you're having children when you're not having children mm-hmm. if you've got one when you're having more if you've got a girl when you're having a boy if you've got a boy all these questions that yeah. you get asked as females they have one they ask me when they have twins <laughs> then the twins come they say okay triplets yes yeah, so it's like we were saying that as females and even we even people might not like it but I would just be very honest as you guys know I am you know even in church settings family church settings People just want to be asking, oh, when you're in front of people, it's not even like a private conversation that people will pull you aside. And let's be honest with you. Let's be honest, guys. We know that we have a lot of aunties that we call aunties out of respect. But sometimes you're not my auntie, babes. Don't come and ask me my business. <laughs> like, you know, I don't, my mum never introduced me to you as her sister. So I give you the respect to be like, okay, auntie, because you're an elder and I've been brought up to be respectful. But some of these mature women, you know, let's not cross the line. And mm. I think that, no one's in that place where we're going to have that anymore. I even seen something on Instagram with, um, and obviously I'm not part of that culture. And if anyone from this culture is listening, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. It's just what I've seen on Instagram and I'm just sharing. I've seen like a, um, a lady from like an Asian culture she had on like, um, I think it was a sari. So correct me if I'm wrong. You can educate me on this. I don't know if that's Hindu or Sikh or of an Asian um, you know Pakistani or Indian or Bangladeshi that kind you know that culture and it said the same thing you know stop asking us when we're having a baby so it's interesting that women of all cultures are going through this it's not a black thing it's not a white thing it's not Mm-mm. you know an Asian thing it's women in general we have had a hard time in general being asked these questions yeah so, you know we're back where we started but now our lovely Tindai has had that experience of, you know, having a child um, and you will know if you listen that, you know, it hasn't been an easy journey for her and it's something that, you know, she's wanted for a very long time. So, guys, I'm going to ask in advance, you know, just be patient with us. It's a sensitive issue. It may be a bit of a longer episode and, you know, you may hear pauses where we're feeling a bit emotional or things are edited out. We are very open and honest, but with this, it's very sensitive and obviously we know you know, there's men involved. So if you don't, he, it's going to be from very much from our perspective, very much from Tinda's perspective, respectfully to, um, mm-hmm. you know, her husband. Shout out to him and congratulations to him also. <laughs> so I'm going to start by asking you, oh gosh, I don't even know where to start. It will come back. In the meantime, I will just put in here, um, we know that um, we started this, we started two years ago, kind of October time. 
Mm-hmm. So and it was it is baby loss awareness week between the 9th of October to the 15th of October. So literally we want to take time out just to remember all of our women across mm-hmm. the nation, no matter what culture, what religion, who you are, where you're coming from. And I'm not I don't mean to sound cruel, I'm talking about women with a womb now. Women that have the capabilities of possibly having children that have had difficulties, that have had losses, that have had miscarriages, that have had stillbirths and all of these other things. Our heart goes out to you. We want to say, um, you know, um, condolences to your lost children, whether it was two weeks or one day that you knew you was pregnant. We appreciate that it's all a loss and um, our heart goes out to you and your family at this time and that, you know, I, we hope that you're getting the support that you need, that you're able to talk to your family or maybe have counselling and really mm-hmm. hopefully you can deal from this, heal from, you know, your loss. We know it's not easy. We know it's not something that you're able to talk about readily. But, you know, as time goes on, the one thing I can say is the world is becoming more aware of these things and it's not such a taboo you know topic anymore so hopefully right. you ladies out there are getting the support that you need and you know we you know our heart goes out to you and prayers to you i'm happy it's, that um it's it's a lot of a lot more women are opening up about it and the things that have happened yeah to them um and they're sharing those stories and obviously when you share those stories it helps to know that you're, you're not, not alone, alone yeah you're not situation. alone which is why we're doing this whole thing now. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, so did you remember what you was going to say? No. <laughs> yeah, carry on. All right. Cool. I just I think it was more or less just the fact that the men don't feel that kind of pressure. Um but Do you know some, what? Maybe they do sometimes they do, like mm. you know they, but in a different kind of way. So the people will always ask the woman um mm. and then she 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 feels kind of responsible but then the men very often get ignored yes and then that's a different kind of pressure as well yes and we don't, don't it's not something we don't we do alone i know that there are different treatments now and i know that you know, same-sex couples and all different kind of different family settings are happening in this day and age. And I'm not alluring to that, whether it's right or wrong or whatever. I'm not here to discuss that right now. What I'm talking about is the fact that, you know, to have a baby, whether we like it or not in today's society, it takes, you know, the semen from a man and an egg from a woman. And that's just how it is. Hmm that's just how it is so, so therefore it does take two it's a joint thing it's yeah, a joint it's thing cool. is my point yeah so mm-hmm. the men are definitely um involved in some way or another but that sounded completely wrong the men are definitely involved but can go amiss because they don't get asked about it most of the time and they can get forgotten about and their pain or how they're feeling emotionally you know in our society especially with black men don't cry don't say how you feel kind of shit you know don't Mm -hmm. don't express your emotions Mm -hmm. as we know and even that's becoming a thing now where you're hearing men talk about the fact that you know they don't feel like they can express themselves for Mm. various reasons and I think as women we need to we need to be the happy place and the safe space and the peace for our men to come and talk to us about whatever it is Mm -hmm. and sometimes you're not used to it sometimes you're like oh this is new but 
you know what, they have mouths, they have hearts, they have feelings, and they should be able to express how they're feeling up on any topic, really. Obviously, we're talking about this now because this is, you know, the, what we're talking about. But, yeah, it always... Um, I've started to think about that more and more as I've got more mature and just seeing the way the world is changing. Mm, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, let's celebrate, first of all. Tinder's had a baby. I'm doing my little twerk but you that can't see <laughs> alright so we know that we're both over 40 now so let's not pretend even though I hate saying I'm feeling like I'm starting to hate it more and more but that's, another, <laughs> that's another conversation Lisa, so I'm going to say that, to you it's that, that period between it's like you're still you're not 40 anymore like the novelty of it has kind of worn off mm-hmm. so now it's you're like you you're you're progressing into it and as you progress into it you're like wow i'm actually heading into middle age i'm like hold up wait a minute (laughs) and sometimes my daughter she's so funny like i'm not gonna lie i've got like these little cute you know lounge wears the thing these days since we ain't been going at that so i got my little cute my little primani my little pre-mark and she's like she said to me mom what is this middle age (laughs) what is this middle age outfit (laughs) <laughs> I was like, what weird? What are we your rights? Anyway, it's funny. Uh, we could go on, but uh, like we could talk about, about gonna, that. I want to because... ask you. I want to ask you. What would you say the benefits are? No, what benefits would you say if someone else was to come to you now and they're like 39, 40 and they said to you, you know, Tindai, I feel like I've left it late, even though let's not use that term, but that's what somebody would say technically, yeah? Yeah. So I've left it late, you know, I'm having a baby now, I'm about to be 40, you know, what advice, what benefits, what, um, you know, what would you say to them and kind of why? Well, first of all, I think when you're, when you're having, of, of course, you know, people are very keen to talk about the risks, which of course there are risks and that's something that we'll talk about as well. Mm-hmm. But uh you have an advantage in the sense that you're a lot more mature mm-hmm. so you know you've experienced a number of different a number of different things albeit you may not have obviously you don't have children so you're not experienced in that area but you have different life experiences that you can bring to the table that will help you cope with some of the difficulties and challenges that come with pregnancy and come with um raising a child mm-hmm. um and your worldview is is kind of different and i think your your child will benefit from that because the 20 year old you <laughs> is far different very from very 40 year old you and you learn so much along along that journey and and so your 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 child will benefit from that and i think that's such a beautiful um advantage of having a child kind of um later on i think also you're more tapped into your your body like you know you a little bit more yeah and so you know what works and what doesn't work and you're more likely to advocate for yourself um, yeah because you are because again you have that self-awareness and that knowledge would you say you feel a bit more in control yeah yeah because you are able to um make decisions 
that and I'm not saying of course I'm not saying that if you're younger you can't make those same decisions but I think with that maturity comes you know um uh like a more more assertiveness mm. and so you're able to you know confront like you're able to get more involved in medical decisions whereas maybe prior to that you may have brushed it off or you know yeah um so i think and i think you get treated different of course you get treated I think differently you get treated differently because um, when i had Mela and the age i had negative a... or positive yeah i experienced <laughs> yeah. a negative i experienced a negative compared to the women that were on the ward that were older than me having their mm-hmm. children Mm-hmm. I was very much even though I was in my twenties, it's still considered to be quite young having a child. So yeah, but they you probably re- look like sixteen. Yeah, something so. <laughs> so <laughs> they were... they're probably like, oh, what this. I mean, obviously they have your charts and stuff, so they should be able to know how old you are. But yeah, it's a real thing. Like, um, but I also think you, you know, as you get older, um, obviously there's a window in which they'll treat you differently because you look, you appear to have you know be the right childbearing age which Mm. you know but like there's also the the idea that you know where's she going she's too old yeah yeah, yeah. this old woman going going to have a child does she understand the risks so you also have um that kind of treatment or that you know the the way in which people deal with you so that's um that's something that you're going to have to deal with. But I think, again, because you have a sense of maturity um, and a, a strong sense of self or a stronger sense of self than you may have had when you were younger, mm. um, you're able to deal with that a little more differently. Finally, um, I would say you, you're you more likely to be more stable. So whether that's... Um, and I say more likely because, again yeah it's, people are different right yeah. so every experience yeah. is different but generally speaking you 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 have more maybe financial stability um and things like that so you're able to provide more for the child that you you're going to have whereas maybe in your early 20s or you're broken you broke younger, <laughs> you're broke <laughs> No. oh gosh so so that that's you know what i would say in terms of advantages now you, you said why like why wait i think a lot of people are scared to have children a lot later again because of the risks um and the this the idea that you're you're doing something that's out of the norm <laughs> It's, you do you know, know statistically when i was reading up about this it's getting more common i think yeah more and more women are having children children later i mean they're not lying when they say when they say 40s and you 30 and 50s and you 40 and that kind of thing um so yeah with um the fact that you know women put their will, will very often put their career first or do their studies and things like that and try and establish yeah. themselves and then um, seek to have a child after that or seek to settle down and, and get married and things like that. 
Um, and also because of how technology is and developments within the medical field, it's easier now for a woman in her 40s to have a child than it was some years ago because of mm. the fact that we, we've advanced. So, yeah. Okay. Um, in terms Good advice. Of, yeah. So that's that's what I would say. I mean, if you are in my in my case, you know, I did I wasn't it's not like I was waiting or you know, I I I started um planning to have children when I just after I had gotten married. So I was 30 then. Um I got married when I was 29 and um we pretty much started straight away (laughs) sounds like fun Um, (laughs) but not yeah and then so the first time I got pregnant um I just assumed that all would be well like yeah I'm married now I have my you know I'm married now I'm gonna have my my kid and it kind of you know when we when we grow up there's this um, we always have this this kind of thing set out where you're like, okay, I'm eight. I'll, um, you know, by eighteen I'll do this. Yeah. By twenty four I'll be married. Um, and by twenty eight I'll have my first child. And you have everything kind of mapped out. So I was. Like, I'm gonna okay, pretend that's that I did. Kind of on target. I'm gonna pretend head. that I did have that map. I didn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> that's Some women do. Some don't. You know. Um, and I was like, "Yeah, I want target." And then obviously, I lost that that first pregnancy. And I think because of that loss, I often ask myself if I didn't struggle with miscarriages, whether I would have been so um, so determined to to have a child. Mm. I often wonder if if that would have been. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying because it's almost like, I guess it can be a little bit human nature isk if I can say that say that as a phrase because, you know, when you don't when you you're unable to do something for whatever reason it almost Mm -hmm. make makes you want it that more. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you say that out loud, you think to yourself, "But is that okay? Is that I'm not, I can imagine knowing you, you thinking, is that an okay thought to have? Exactly. You get what I mean? And then yeah. question, questioning yourself as to why you want a baby and did it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see Am that. Am I doing it just because? It's something you know, that was challenging. Yeah. yeah. And so that's been my journey. And, and I've only just, you know, um, um, been successful in that venture and that I've had a baby boy um his name is Zion Z-I-O-N um I had him in January of this year so that was just shy of my 41st birthday (laughs) so I Mm -hmm. had him at 40 flat (laughs) um so it's been like a 10 11 year journey to get to that point so but at the same time can I just say that I feel well I don't even feel in my opinion it's very brave Tindai it's very very brave brave? it's brave to continue 
Oh yeah. It's I great mean, to continue because it's emotional stress. Yeah. It's strain on your relationship. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, other strains that you may not even have acknowledged, but you just like, okay, you just keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've been very um you've just been so brave and so graceful throughout the situation. But I don't I, I was saying this to somebody um yesterday that People say being brave and, oh, you know, you're strong and that kind of thing. But I just think... Do you not feel like that? Not really, not within myself. Because when you're going through something, you just go through it because it's happening to you. Like, you don't really have a a choice in the matter. Um, well, yeah, but you have a choice I... in how you respond. Yeah, yeah. If, you make, if that makes yeah. sense. I, I hear that. I hear that and I see I see where you're coming from but then it's like okay this is happening to me but I still want I still want to have a child so what do I do what are the options available to me Mm. and I feel like that's one of the things you know that I've kept you going yeah that keeps you going and a lot of people may not necessarily if they don't have if you don't have a lot of information at your disposal or you're not willing to not willing but you you haven't done the research or you don't have people you know encouraging you or you know that could very well dampen your your goals or your dreams so you might have a thought but then you um Listen, pregnancy brain is weird. <laughs> I cannot piece together. I think I think I know what you mean. You have a thought and you kind of backtrack and <laughs> no, second guess yourself. Like, no, 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 I'm it's okay. okay. I'm sure the listeners understand. I'm no. sure the listeners understand. Mm-mm. Just take your time. <laughs> take your time. <laughs> I'm, there's no pressure. What the hell are they saying? There's no. I understand what you're saying. Um. Well, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm getting that. You know, you, you, you're on this journey, you've had losses, you've had heartbreak, but because it's something that you want to do, you will continue. And that, you know, you have to only, you can only deal with something the way you can deal with it until you learn yeah. it as you go along the way. Secondly, mm-hmm. what I'm getting from what you're, situ- what you're saying is that, you know, you're in it and it's something that you still want to do. You haven't changed your mind from where you started 11 years ago. So you're going to continue. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And, and of course... That doesn't mean that I've felt the same way all the time. Mm. Um, with every year or with each, uh, with a different loss, it's like a different kind of experience and then a different reaction. I mean, if I'm just to go into a little bit more of the, the whole thing, um, with this, preg- with the, my last pregnancy, which was successful, um, I, we had decided that we would, this would be our last try <laughs> because I, w- I always said like 40 would be, it'd be like the kind of like my last hurrah. Then I'll be like, okay, if it doesn't happen now, I'll, we'll just probably plan to adopt. Mm. And I had I had I was making peace with that. I can't say that I had made full peace with it 
because it you know yeah. things happen differently mm. but I had to come to that mental space where I thought okay you know can I handle another loss yeah you know mentally physically and everything um we had um we went we had some consultation um now I don't even know how much I should um like whatever how far you want. back how far back I should go however far you want to go <laughs> okay so to to give background right I have had early losses and I've had uh later losses when I say early losses I mean around six weeks pregnant I lose the pregnancy for for and and that reason wasn't diagnosed so there was no specific reason for it um and you know they call them different things you can have like a missed miscarriage where you don't you you know your body keeps going as if it's pregnant but you know the baby has has died essentially Mm. i've had that um you've had you have different instances where you have like very very early miscarriages which is like when you your period comes late (laughs) but so but if you had taken a test maybe it would have been positive so I've had instances of that so those are early kind of Mm. early miscarriages on that and then I've had later losses um two to be exact um which took place in the second trimester so in my you know in my later losses the reason for that so (laughs) you can imagine after having you know early losses and then actually going into having a a pregnancy that progressed past 12 weeks because you know 12 weeks is a pinnacle right yeah it's 12 weeks you think yeah yeah I've made it so in my head, I was thinking, yeah, you know, I, those pregnant, that, that pregnant, well, the first time that pregnancy would have gone ahead, but it didn't. And so I lost those pregnancies for another reason. Yeah. Um, and that reason is what they call incompetent cervix, which is a very... What a rude name. I know, right? I know. Right. I know, incompetent. Even, you know, and some I was listening to somebody this morning on TV and she was talking about the language around infertility. Yeah, that sounds horrible. Yeah. Um, even, like, you know, they say when you lose, um, when you lose a pregnancy early on, like, around six weeks or so, it's, it, it's referred to as a spontaneous abortion. What? Mad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I can't deal with that. Abortion. That sounds... I think for me, the most polite way of saying it is, you know, a loss. That sounds remorseful. That sounds sad. That sounds... A loss, yeah. It's giving it I've the respect. On. Yeah, it's giving it... The, it's mm-hmm. giving your lost child the respect that they deserve. Yeah. And it's acknowledging for you as the parents that, you know, you've you've had a loss. And as we were saying before... It's still a loss. I ain't trying to hear all this over yeah. t- terminology. Like, yeah. can you yeah. imagine me in the um, hospital with them? Saying oh, you've had me? a spontaneous abort. What kind what? of rudeness? Who are you talking to? Yeah. So I think the the language around the whole thing just needs to change. Mm. You know, um, 
it's not yeah, supportive incompetence so incompetence so i'm laughing but i'm not laughing you know what i mean yeah um where and people might be wondering what that is it's where your <clears throat> your cervix your cervix is like by the way i'm not a medical medical profession okay professional but it's your it's the opening of the womb it's like at the neck of the womb right mm-hmm so it's at the top of the vagina and it's yeah it's like the neck to the womb Mm. and in pregnancy your cervix remains um very it's supposed to remain closed um throughout the pregnancy right and then obviously when you go into labor or just before it gets um a lot thinner it thins out and opens and that's how labor is able to take place. Yeah. But with incompetent cervix, your cervix opens up um, earlier than it should. Okay. So, yeah. So you essentially go into to labor. Very, very premature. Very, very, very early. So I lost a boy at 17 weeks. And I lost a girl at 22 and a half weeks. So to combat, to, to, um, to deal with incompetent cervix, right, you have to, um, you can, you can, there's a procedure where you can stitch the cervix. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it sounds a bit, when I first heard this, cause I, I heard about somebody experiencing this, this is ages ago before it happened to me. Yeah. And I thought, rah, like stitching the cervix isn't that like really painful that kind of thing but so I had that procedure done now I had I had what it's called a trans abdominal cerclage cerclage is just another word fancy word for a stitch where I had surgery and they opened up my no, let me not say opened up. <laughs> no, it's, it was done laparoscopically. So the, you know, using the, what do you call that? I think we might need to add a glossary to the. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna need to add a glossary to this write up because why? It was an open surgery. An open surgery. Okay, darling. The, um, it was keyhole. Keyhole. Surgery. Keyhole surgery. Okay. Yeah. So it's done that way, and then they so they stitched the top of my my cervix. Now obviously we could go into like how I got to discover all of those things but I think we'll talk about that later on yeah because your support network and doing research and and that kind of thing is something that can really really help you yeah um so after I had that procedure done I thought okay well I've solved I can still you know it seems like I'm able to have healthy pregnancies but it's just my cervix that's opening yeah okay I solved that right so all should be good no that it didn't happen that way so I I got pregnant um again so becoming pregnant wasn't really a a, a problem for me my my infertility issues um were derived from my inability to um to keep the pregnancy um, you don't have to put it like that, you know, Tinder. Like what? I don't like that phrase, my inability. You're not, you don't have an inability. I know. You see, this is how we're conditioned. So. It's not an inability. It's just, you know, you have a bit of a condition. I would prefer to say condition, like, you know. Okay. 
not not in a, how dare they speak about my friend that way <laughs> all right yeah same i hear you so yeah so i had losses after that after this the surgery so you can imagine how devastating that is because you think you solve one thing and then you've gone back to the other problem that you thought you had dealt with yeah. before so we you know that it's again going back to this whole idea of having a dream or having a goal or you know wanting to have to have a child <clears throat> after going through that and the experience that we had in the last loss that I had um was very negative because the doctor just she just I said there was is there anything we can do and she was just like no there's nothing but and then she gave me um like a number for a consultant in Coventry and and that was it so we left there thinking like okay this is it like there's no hope Hmm. and um but we went to the consultant and she which is another point you know you need to finding the right person to guide you through is is really helpful as well so she was able to um she said you're quite young I was like young (laughs) I was what about 39 or 38 then at that time and she she said yeah you're young I get people close you know in their 50s close to 50 um coming because she's a, a a specialist in that area when it comes to recurrent miscarriages um she's a specialist so she she said she sees a lot of women a lot of older women um so you know like going back to the idea of you need to have children by a certain age that's not necessarily true <laughs> your time is your time yeah whether it is your 45 when you have your first child or 35 yeah. um so she advised she said it's really up to whether you can deal with things mentally yeah but other than that i can't see any reason why you can't go on to have a healthy baby you see, it's just what- a matter of keeping up like trying so you get the right combination yeah a good egg <laughs> and then that will progress and now you've you've dealt with the incompetent well the cervix issue yeah so you should be able to 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 you know so so keep trying if even if you do have a few early losses if you can if you're mentally able to do so yeah then you can keep going until you get a healthy one so that's the bit there where I said that for me as your friend and I wouldn't say I've gone through every moment of this with you but I remember significant moments I won't say them because it's quite it was a lot but um when you just said that about the consultant I remember you telling me about the consultant but you didn't say that at the time. I remember you smiling and saying, that, you know, you've got the go ahead. And I was obviously overjoyed. But you just said for her saying, as long as you mentally can continue. That's mm-hmm. what I meant when I said that you're strong. Because mm-hmm. to have a goal in your mind, and I guess we can apply this, not to downplay what we're talking about in no way. But I guess 
for people that are listening that may be thinking, you know, this may not be your bag, this is not your topic, you're not interested in probably babies or children or you've had Mm. these issues and you've kind of moved on or whatever your personal situation is. And we know that through COVID as well, there's been a lot of, you know, mental health and mental strength and mental health to me, um, as I'm getting more mature, is like, it's like 95% of the battle. Yeah. So because when that lady says to Everything you... Everything begins with the mind. With you your know. mind. And because you, because when she says to you, as long as you're healthy, and to me, I've obviously never met this lady, but for someone to turn around and say that to you, mm-hmm. can I just ask, do you remember? Can we reflect on how you felt at that time? Was that joyous? Was that was like, oh my gosh, I can still go? Or how did you feel when she said, as long as you're okay in your mental state, you can still continue? How did you feel at that point? Um, I felt assured because it's something I, you know, because you, you're wondering, is it worth <laughs> doing yeah. this again? Um, am I crazy for wanting to put myself through this again? So to have um, a medical professional say, yeah, if you want to go for it, go for it. It, yeah. it. it felt reassuring. But of course, it's not me alone, right? So yeah. I had to have a conversation with my husband about whether we could both <laughs> deal with it, whether he was happy to have me go through stuff again, because that's a reality of the situation. Yeah, you are one. He, you know, they feel yeah. they go through stuff. You go through stuff together. Yeah. So, so, but be, but because she was so assuring, mm-hmm. he too felt confident in 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 trying again. So. Yeah, that's that's what happened in that moment. I mean, I again, um, just the way that she she paid attention to me as well. Mm. You, and I think it's because she dealt with so many people in that in a similar situation. Yeah. Whereas a lot of other professionals, even though they are medical professionals, they just tend to brush it off. Yeah, there's a lot of um, callousness, isn't there? Yeah, I found there from is my experience. A lot. a lot of callousness. Oh, you just do this and you just do that. Yeah, very dismissive. I don't know if it's because they maybe as well see it all the time, and it's just like, oh, this is just another one. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, obviously we're both teaching professionals. Yeah, we're educators, and. Over the years, you can come across similar characters. Yeah. We don't just say, oh, it's just another one. That's somebody's child. That's somebody's child. That's somebody, you know, could have went through what you're describing to have that child. And then their child comes to your English class or my computer science class or whatever. And the parent, oh, it's just another child. You know what I mean? So I think that I can understand I see. Let me not, let me not say I can understand because I don't actually understand. I can see why a medical profession may act that way, but I don't understand it because part of your job is to have an empathy and a duty of care mm-hmm. to the people that you're caring for. So we're all individuals. So it shouldn't yeah. be such a matter of fact and, oh, you just do this and you just do that. And you know what? It's quite rude. Mm. It's quite rude, you know, especially for such... I'm um, and. All medical conditions are sensitive to whoever's going through it. And I think that, you know, you can't put one more, one on more, you can't give more one weight than the other, depending on who you are, what you're going through. Mm -hmm. However, you know, well, not however, in addition to that, 
medical professionals should be that medical professionals and not put your profession before your care for that person because before mm-hmm. you was a professional you're a human being right mm-hmm. so I just get very disgruntled and annoyed when I hear you know people getting treated in that way or when I've had my experience medically um yeah. as I've said I didn't have a good experience when I went to the hospital to have my daughter and even though yes she's 18 and yes it was 18 years ago I'll never forget it you won't you won't forget it because that was a crucial moment in your life and probably a moment where you needed that help or that support um as much you know <laughs> in a, a a great deal and you didn't get it so no. It's unfortunate and it just makes me think about, you know, the, we hear about the statistics about the the maternal death rate for black women and not, not just in the States, but in the UK as well. Yeah, there's a lot of neglect that goes on. You know, they think, they think our pain threshold is a lot higher. And so a lot of things get ignored. So you have to really kind of advocate for yourself. Mm. um it's yeah and I think going back to what you said about being older and knowing yourself knowing your body and etc etc I think I can reflect back now and kind of compare the situation I was in whereby I was strong I was young and when I was in pain they didn't believe I was in pain Mm. and I got left to my own devices for a very long time Mm. and it's only because I had my mum was there and um you know my daughter's father at the time was around but just imagine those young girls that go in all those mature ladies that go in and they're on their own yeah and you've got medical professionals ill-treating you dismissing you not taking your pain seriously you know what I mean so it's quite um my heart goes out to people and my prayer is just that you know, medical professionals do their job. I know that NHS is in a situation at the moment, and that's another conversation for another podcast. But, you know, the people that are there, you know, you need to give the people that you're caring for the correct due, due, due care and attention, okay. whether they've broke their toe or they're having a baby or they're having, you know, a hysterectomy or whatever it is that they're having. Treat each person in, as an individual and with the proper care and due What's the word? care due care and attention that's the phrase i'm looking for that is the phrase let me say that let me let me just say that you in my well my experience with the nhs the times that have been in hospital whether it is to have this baby that i just had um my son uh or like in my losses where i had to you know stay in the hospital and stuff like that yeah i've i've had some like some phenomenal um staff so you you know um you do get the good ones you do get some really really good ones but then equally i've seen both (laughs) sides so you have some really good people who genuinely care and will go all out for you above and beyond and make your experience you know um, comfortable and make you feel valued but at the same time hmm. you have some people who are just doing their job and going home <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. all right thank you for that I wanted to ask you so from my research um there's some of the risks pardon 
No, I was, <laughs> sorry. I was, I was gonna say, oh, you girl, you did research on me. Oh, of course I did. You know, I gotta treat you professionally. So, um, I looked at some of the risks. So, high blood pressure. Obviously, we know from you know the amount of information you've just shared of yourself that you had your own personal risks. But on top of that, we don't need to. It doesn't need to be humdrum because Zion is here and he's lovely and he's amazing and a very um alert and healthy baby. On the other side, for unfortunate, maybe people that are less fortunate than yourself, high blood pressure, um, gastral disorders, Down syndrome. Obviously, we know miscarriage is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, low birth weight rate, mm-hmm. ectopic pregnancy. So for yourself. I would say what I wouldn't say risks because well, obviously we know um your baby's well, yeah, risks. Yeah. No, but I'm it's saying what what ailments would you say you suffered through your pregnancy and would you say yeah. they were worse than if you could you say, you know, obviously you've been pregnant through various stages over the last ten years. Mm-hmm. And I mean actual being pregnant, obviously we know that you know you've had losses. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about what ailments would you say that were worse this time around? And obviously this time you've carried for the full time, yeah. and you've had the baby. So yeah. in terms of if we talk about the early in the first trimester, would you say that the ailments and the, what you felt within your body was greater or less than compared to previous times, just because of your age of being pregnant at this time? Um, no, I, I'd say it's, it was the same in terms of the symptoms and the things that I experienced I didn't uh, you know physically I didn't experience anything more different than I did in um, you know in a previous pregnancy the only thing I would say when I say previous pregnancy you know a previous viable pregnancy if that makes sense yeah so I'm talking about the the later losses that I had yeah um the only thing I uh, as I said would be the fact that I mentally it was but I don't think that's that was an age thing I think it's just because of my experience yeah yeah you know I mean so I it was scary I was, which is, scary. That's what I was gonna say was you scared you go to the you know the toilet you think you're gonna see blood you 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 know you you ch- later on in the pregnancy you're paranoid because if you don't feel the baby move it's like oh my gosh what's going on you feel yeah. any little twinge you think oh my gosh is my water gonna what my water's gonna go because that's how I lost that's how I how it happened with the other two I my water's just went okay so I had that really intense fear so I guess you know first trimester nothing age-wise I guess you feel tired in pregnancy however old anyway yeah yeah (laughs) I think um the what I what I experienced in the third trimester I think is more due to my age okay as as one of the doctors um not so politely told me (laughs) that's a whole other story the guy was like um the doctor was like um Oh, so it was high blood pressure then. Okay. Um, they were monitoring it. And so one of the doctors was like, yes. And also because of your age, um, you're more likely to have these things. So we have to monitor you. I was like, okay, thanks. You didn't have to. Um... <laughs> you're putting me out like that. You know? 
Oh, As you say, you could have put it in a letter and post it. You didn't have to drop it so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think, as I said, it's mainly... What I experienced is mainly due to the fact that I had previous losses. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, like, paranoid, paranoid the whole pregnancy. But in terms of age... Um, Nothing that I can say, well, oh my gosh, it's because I'm old now. Well, I can tell the listeners that Tinder has had a beautiful baby. <laughs> he's bright and bubbly. Uh, I think he's going to walk and talk real quick. <laughs> Very alert. Doesn't miss a trick. Yeah, so um, um, I would say that even though it wasn't me going through it and I haven't known you for all the time that you've gone through everything, you know, he's here now. Mm-hmm. But um, I have a difficult question to ask you. You don't have to answer it if you don't want to. I've been I've... very candid the whole time. So <laughs> I wanted to ask that. Okay, so I'm going to, you know, sometimes I can be a bit dumb when I come to my questions. But um, I wanted to say, oh, does, having, does having... Obviously, wonderful Zion take away from or add to the fact of, you know, the children that you've lost before. And can we just take a moment to say their names and you know give them some, you know, Zion's lost siblings, as it were? Because I was thinking about it, and I was thinking to myself, they, you know, would have been his older brothers older and sisters. Siblings. Yeah, it's so weird. Isn't so it? he's came into the world as our only child, and that's how it's happened for whatever reason. God has, you know, brought him to fruition. Yeah, but you know, and you know those of us that are around, you know that. Um, I'm so sorry. I have to stop random. Why have they showed a black family with the mom, the daughter, the cat, the dog, and then the man in the bed? Is that what we do now? What? I don't know. No black people that sleep with their pets. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was so disturbed. I'm disturbed. It's just normalizing. Uh, not normalizing, but like trying That's to make not what we do. Everybody seem the same. No, I'm sorry. Let's get. If you're gonna, I know I'm loving to see all the black people on the TV, but can we please get the cult- culturality right? We do not do that. <laughs> we don't have the dogs in our beds. Yeah, I don't know about these new age people, but that's not what we do as black folks. Sorry, I just need well, to. Well, you don't it. know. There might be some people who do that. Yeah, that's the new people. I'm old school. <laughs> well, anywho, sorry about that. Um. For lack of disrespect um, to the children now, um, yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah. So, does it? How would you say? Would you say it adds to? Because for me, and I think we spoke about this off air. All that obviously, Zion's amazing, amazing, and you know you've come through the nine months you've had your baby. How does that now reflect on your losses? Do you feel like oh, it was all worth it, or do you still think of your losses, children, a lot, or just obviously I can't articulate it for you. I'm just trying to think of the best way to say it. Talk to mm-hmm. me about that if you if you want to. Um, no, it it doesn't take away anything, but obviously, you know, I my my arms are now full where they were once empty. Yeah, and so um, he it it gives me an another level. Like obviously, having a baby brings a level of joy, but it brings me even more joy knowing that um, this is a child. This is a manifestation of a child that I've longed for for yeah. so many years. 
so that brings joy but at the same time it doesn't um take away the fact that I lost um a boy and a girl so the boy his name was Carrie K-H-A-R-I and R-I-P to Carrie the girl's name was Zane Z-A-Y-N and R-I-P to Zane Zane so I I still grieve there. I still grieve them and I still yeah. think about what it would have been like if they were here. Um and you know I think when I look at Zion's face, it's a bit weird, but when I look at Zion's face, I see well yeah I'm just gonna say it anyway I see my daughter's face Zane's face because I saw her when she was born afterwards she's 22 and a half weeks so she was fully formed yeah and everything you know perfect if you like but obviously too early yeah and I see her face they look alike like I can see. Wow. Yeah. So sometimes when I look at him, I get flashes of that moment when I was looking at her face. So, you know, but again, it, it it's a kind of a, 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 it's a beautiful, like full circle moment almost. Like, because at the time when I lost her, um, I was looking at her face and I was like asking how like how asking God really how could you give me something so beautiful only to just take it away like I really just couldn't understand it at all yeah and 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 so like when I look at his face now it's almost as if for me God is saying well here's what he's like he's given me back you yeah. know something that I lost um so yeah it's like a full kind of a full circle moment for me um, I think it's just so personal like obviously I am Christian and you know that about me and everybody does I'm talking really quiet now because I'm feeling emotional but um yeah I think that that's not something that anyone can tell you or explain to you. You just have to, you know what I mean, come with your own and make peace yeah. with God for yourself mm-hmm. type of thing. Does that make Nobody sense? Nobody can tell you. Nobody can tell you. Be. Like, because in that moment, I just remember, I was so, I, I, the, the first thing, my first emotion was anger. I was so angry. Yeah. Like, so, so angry. Because it's like how you go through every, you feel like you've gone through you've got half of the pregnancy. And in that case, um, well, I was in hospital for a few weeks trying to hold on, like just in bed rest. And it's tw- they say 24 weeks is when a, a pregnancy is viable, right? So when, you know, you could, the baby can presumably live outside of the womb so it's very very early but you know they still they still have a chance so I was we were praying to get 
to 20 at least 24 weeks yeah and the what kind of doctor do you call that i can't remember what kind of doctor you call it but they came in and they explained to me after my consultant no there's a specific um oh, i can't remember they specifically deal with um young babies um, so they told me that they they would not resuscitate. Pediatrician? 20... No, not pediatrician. Okay, I'm lost. It will come to me. I, will... I was trying. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, pediatrician is fair. But um, but not pediatrician. It's something else. But anyway, they, they had come and they were like, oh, we're not going to resuscitate because 22 weeks is... It's too early. There'll be too many complications and whatever, whatever. So, so they make the decision for you. Yeah, At, they. Yeah. What this is what I knew found out afterwards. Like different hospitals have different policies. Times. Yeah. So like there's some hospitals. I don't. I guess maybe in England it's the same across the board, but I don't know for sure. But like in the states there are different hospitals that would say okay we'll resuscitate at 23 weeks right okay some will say and then i've heard like afterwards you read of stories where babies actually maybe a few babies were really young like same age 22 and a half weeks or 20 just about 23 weeks and they obviously lots and lots of different complications so it's no by no means uh an easy thing to go through and to have because that's a lifelong thing you you know it's brain damage it's so many different things yeah 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 that you're gonna have to deal with for the rest of their life and they're gonna have to do it exactly so that's a whole you know so we just we've just followed the the advice and so on and guidance from 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 the from those doctors yeah so yeah so (laughs) we were praying to get to at least 23 weeks 24 weeks um and then it just like it just happened (laughs) out of the blue randomly waters just went in hospital of course by that time yeah and yeah so I was really really angry I mean obviously you go through the motions you have and I I gave birth which is a traumatic experience for me hands down the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life um but after all of that I remember just looking at her and I was like nah no god like and you can see why people grow like they get callous and they they lose their faith in situations like that yeah um which i i did (laughs) trust me yeah um because i was like nah you can't like (laughs) you mean we couldn't do a week just a week and a half (laughs) like you know yeah but with that I've learned to I've come to an understanding and that's like you were saying it's a very personal thing like nobody can 
help you get to that understanding. It's just something that you you and God have to work out yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um and what helped me, I would I'll just say now what helped me through that is is listening to other people who experience the same thing or even more difficult situations where you know women have given birth 24 weeks 25 weeks 26 weeks the baby is alive they've seen the baby they grow attacked you know and the baby dies Mm. it's like there were and there are women who have experienced the loss of twins at the same like there's so many women out there who've gone through so much worse you know so (laughs) when I listen to some of those stories and you know, you, you can, there are lots of different forums you can join mm. and share experiences. Those are the things that really, really help to drag you out of the the dark, the dark. Mm. That's all I could call it. It's a dark, it's darkness. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> to answer your question. <laughs> no, well. Baby girl, you're still smiling. You are still smiling. And you know what? For the last, how long have I known you now? Seven years? Seven years? Seven, eight years? Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen you be scornful towards somebody else with a child or with, with, you know, being pregnant. You don't know what's in my head. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm not saying that I know. Obviously, only God knows the heart. But I'm saying that you have never outwardly some women can't contain it you know some women you can see i've experienced that as a young mother and seen women that i know have had issues and you know the looks that i've had and the scornfulness and things like that. and i'm not saying that they're not within their right to feel like that but that's not my fault it's not nice to project it onto other people do you know what i mean even though we all feel how we feel and we'll deal with it in different ways and i'm not I'm not being judgmental. I'm just saying it, it's not nice to experience that. That's what I'm saying before everybody jumps down my throat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say from what I've ex- what I've seen you, you know, you you have been very. Um, I don't know. You just dealt with it in in a certain way, and obviously, I'm not with you every five minutes. I don't know what goes through your heart and what goes through your mind. But again, I would say that your mental strength and your emotional strength, and to really. To you know, God sees the fact that you've built back, built back a faith. God sees that you've, you know, you've, you've tried to, you know, still do right. I was at your baby's blessing, so I know that you still, you know, very much want to have God and still thanking Him for your child, even though you've been through what you've been through. And we see these stories biblically where women, you know, it's from from times of old where women have gone through issues you know to have babies and women have been barren and all this you read about it in the bible all the time so Mm. i'm not saying oh it's okay because it was in the bible and we'll be all right i'm saying that we've been shown those stories and we've been shown the different ways that's also as well that's uh if i might add that's also something that is comforting too i found comfort in that um when i was kind of trying to revive myself you Mm. know to studies on the women who had difficulties um, having children, all of the, you notice that all of the children turned out to be something, you know, special. Or a prophet or a king yeah, or, yeah, do a service. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. This is what I'm saying, like, not to be all like, ooh, but to me, Zion is such a special baby. 
such mm. a special special baby and what you said about you being able to see your daughter's face in him mm-hmm. that that just blew my mind to be honest with you <laughs> it really did blow my mind because it's like it's mad how so you will see a child that maybe hasn't grown up around certain people in the family and then you know maybe you have this random family reunion and you can just see everybody and everybody else Mm, even yes. the people that are not here yeah, yeah. you know what i mean it's amazing man I like the way that god feeling. does that i don't this dna this is what probably one why these people want to mess about with dna but the whatever god's created this dna it's such an amazing strong force through human nature that you know it can't be messed with and i feel like there's as i always say with regards to ramella her artistry the way that she can sew and the way that she can have these visions about this outfit and that outfit or how to sew this and that and i know that i personally haven't taught her these skills mm. i don't know no one that's taught her and yes she's gone to a few sewing lessons and she's had talks about this that and the other but some of the things that she come out with and then now i'm meeting i'm speaking to one of my um aunties the oldest auntie more my nan was an amazing seamstress mm-hmm. and um there's more fam- more family members on my mom's side that are like amazing tailors that work in london and stuff and i didn't even know all of this mm. but my point is the way that the dna just runs through even from um it's fascinating you know zayn you know r.i.p who's not here with us now and now mm. zion is look at that mm-hmm. do you know what i mean so i think for me i still see god's beauty in all of it even though it's been a very traumatic in 10 years and i, I would never say that to take away from your pain to be like oh it's all right god knows what he's doing now. <laughs> yes we know god knows what he was doing it doesn't mean that we don't hurt through the process yeah. we're still human beings you know mm-hmm. and also just you know touching on how people react to to situations like that where we're just like yeah god is he sees and he knows like we yeah it's 100 percent true but <laughs> let that person deal with what they need to deal with yes 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 you yes, yes. yes. and the way they're gonna deal with it we're not all the same god knows that we're all different and some mm-hmm. of us deal with grief some of us deal with joy some of in different different ways because mm-hmm. you know me i'm a bit silly like that like something catastrophic will happen and i'll be there laughing it's not because i find it funny it's just my response how are you dealing with it yeah it's just how i deal with it you know what i mean and we all we have to appreciate the differences even as women we have to appreciate you know one person may not deal with a miscarriage the same person as another and we can't judge each other like oh she shouldn't no. be doing that or didn't yeah do you have to be supportive yes yeah, like, oh when she had a miscarriage she didn't do it like, yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different so yeah, because I've got someone really close to me. Um, maybe, no, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I might get myself into trouble. Okay. I'll say it on the, say it on the next one. Oh, you can anyway, say you know someone. Yeah, okay. so I know someone that's going through something now. And mm-hmm. sometimes I find us booking heads with regards to how, like, I don't, I was kind of like, well, maybe you should do this. And I had to remind myself that this is their experience and I'm the friend to be supporting, not to direct. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I think yeah. even me... I'm not one to kind of like, you know, this is how you should do it. But sometimes I do find myself in that position and I have to check myself like, Jay, who are you like, Lowey, in it? <laughs> it's not your place. It's not your place. And we all need to be very mindful of how we deal with just everything, births, losses, all different experiences in life. It all matters. It all counts. And nobody's mm. one situation is more important than the next. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay, baby girl, well, 
we're gonna close it off there it has been wonderful listening to your experiences very touching and very i've learned a lot i've learned a lot a lot and i pray that you know listening ears of this will also learn and you know just come full circle in your own scenario and mm. if you're grieving please talk to somebody if you've just had a baby and you've gone through something similar like tinder congratulations and please, yeah, share your experiences. We need to be that, get back to that village and that communi- communication and be there for one another, be distance or in person. Yeah. This is our, um, you know, gift to everyone listening. Yeah. Yes. I echo that. Um, just to say, um, if there's anybody, I'm not even going to say if. I know that there are people listening to this who have or may have who have may who may have like Jesus can't talk who may have experienced um a loss um whether it's early or late what I would say is try and get as much um try and read up as much as you can and get information so that you can feel empowered to make the right decision that is best mm. for you and your family um take time to grieve mm. however you feel you need to do that we all grieve differently take time to acknowledge the loss that you've had um and talk you know if you can find somebody that you trust to talk to um mm. or, or find an outlet to express your thoughts um whether it's blogging vlogging poetry whatever whatever it is you know um and find your support network find your support network there's lots of networks online loads whatever you're ailing with there'll there'll be a group (laughs) trust me so tap into that as well and i think that would be helpful and don't give up Indeed. Easier said than done. I have an idea, Tindai. So you know, last season we had um final thoughts. Yeah. This season we're gonna have what's new for you. Oh yes, what's new for you? So for me, I'm gonna say what's new for me is new job, um, new adult in the society's eyes at 18 and back from the countryside to the city which isn't new but it's i'm having a fresh start in yeah it's a new phase a new phase so that's what's new for me what's new for you what's new for you better say zion uh, (laughs) being a mother to my son baby zion um and just navigating through motherhood um which is <laughs> challenging, but really enjoying. I am. I'm, in, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying every moment of that. So that's taking up, you know, all my new, new, my newness, my new space. Um, I also started a little business. Yes. Um, I need to to plug it a little bit. Go more. ahead, girl. I'm not good at plugging. So I need to do that book. Okay, let's do a little snapshot. <laughs> no, 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 no. Tindai, what is the business called? It's called Nan's um, Green Seasoning. It's for anybody who's from the Eastern Caribbean, you should know about green seasoning. It's what we use to flavor all our meals. 
fresh herbs and spices um, to use on meats or you know vegetable dishes, soups, etc. And gives to give your meals like extra flavor. So yeah, I may I make we make um, jars and yeah, follow us at Caribbean Green Seasoning on Instagram. Yes. Okay. I've tasted Tinder's cooking and it is wonderful. So yes, go and follow. Also follow us on um Instagram. Um if you search Hexagonals Podcast, you'll be able to find us and you can find this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast. Yeah. Would you like to bid the people goodbye, Tindai? Well, thank you so so much for listening. Um and if you've got any questions or anything, just holler at us. Um on instagram i think that's where we're most active yeah you can dm us can't wait for the next episode take care and lots of love peace out peace out guys bye good afternoon good evening good night good night